Well, happy holidays, stoppies. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We've and all been our- very bad this year. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to give you a gift. We sure are. That's that's what we're here for. A nice little gift. Um, a, a lump of coal, yeah, so if that, you will. The way that herpes can be a gift. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense that you do give it to someone. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest. Yes, our guest who's here today, uh, Nick Ortolani. Hello. Yeah, local local man about town, local mustache about town, Nick mustache Ortolani. Mustache about town. Uh, fantastic comedian, writer for for the Hard Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honored to have him on the cast. Right, yeah. quite an honor. Why don't you brag about yourself for a second? Oh, why would I ever do that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously you've made some terrible decisions if you've ended up here on this podcast <laughs> with us right now. Yeah. Well, it all started 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> At the University of Massachusetts. To call it a school would be a grand overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to way back with Nick. We've had some good memories, but he is uh, he's really making a name for himself these days. We're very proud of him. Yeah, Aww. doing my best. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You just had a big show the other day, too, right? Oh, yeah. My, Wrapped yourself in wrapping paper? Yes, my fiance and I, uh, Katie McCarthy, uh, we, we love doing holiday shows, and we always try to make them uh, super weird, and they always have their like own kind of weird internal mythology to them. So this year, we introduced the new holiday day tradition of the, the Christmas egg. <laughs> which uh, which hatched a Christmas demon at the end of the show, uh, but, as they do. Yeah, but, well, so you you hatched the Christmas demon, uh, which has manifested itself as the album that we are reviewing today. Oh, tell Indeed. me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, this. Uh, thank you, Stoppies. We really appreciate uh, the gift that you've given us uh, of having to review Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica this week. Uh, this is certainly... It's bad. It's a bad thing. A yeah, you really hate us. You hate us. You really hate us. Thank you, Stoppies. You you made another another really great decision here. You gave us the return of Bruno mm-hmm. was, was our Thanksgiving. And this now, the, the, the time of Yule... <laughs> so this is Lou Reed and Metallica, a pairing yes. no one thought would ever happen until suddenly the news came out, 2011. That nobody asked to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody no, wanted to happen. I mean, nobody... Well, let me ask you guys this: Do you are you fans of the individual work of Lou Reed or the Velvet Underground? Are you fans of Metallica? How do you feel ab- about you know the, the 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 folks involved in this? Because if you're an, if you're a fan of either of those things, this is nothing like either <laughs> of those things. It's like, do you like peanut butter and jelly? Where he, well, here's you know a Trump yeah. University degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it. Yeah. And yet, here we are, inexplicably. Do you like peanut butter and jelly? Well, here's both of them left on the beach. <laughs> here's, here's toothpaste and orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I needed some toothpaste and, and orange juice, some astringent to wash out the sins of, of listening to this this album. This is truly bad. But no, for real, do you guys like Metallica? Like, let's get the Oh, yeah, that's important. Here. Um... I think it sounds like constipated jock metal. Metallica in general. That being said, it's not bad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. Nick, do you like Metallica? I like their first three albums a lot. Yeah. Um, I kind of fall off after Master of Puppets. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be someone... Because I don't think of myself as a purist, but like 
I feel like the band takes a noticeably different direction when they lose Cliff Burton, and you kind of realize that he was. Ooh, mm. we I, get a I name dropper. Like, I feel like. Well, I feel like Cliff. I, they're all musicians, but there's. I feel like there's something about. It's Cliff's good to remind musical. our listeners that they are at musicians. That originally, <laughs> the, all yeah. of the people involved in this were musicians. Yes, yeah. uh, I think we. I think we can officially revoke their musician cards after this album. But yes. I don't know. These are definitely the most talented musicians uh, that we've reviewed on this program so far. You know. Yeah. If- I- yes. Yes. Um, I mean, and I like Lou Reed, and I like the Velvet Underground yeah, too. Um, same. I like Metallica. I like the Velvet Underground. I like. Uh, I haven't listened to too much solo Lou Reed, but I like Transformer. It's, it's all oh, Transformer's great. Lou yeah. Reed himself is just all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And has a track record of just like doing projects that nobody likes, right? Like Metal Machine music, which we'll probably right. do on the show. Definitely, eventually. Yeah. that was that was the album that came to mind when I was thinking about Lou Reed. Terrible yeah. albums. But then Metallica also has Saint Anger and Load and Reload and, and yeah, Saint Anger's. Like, this was right after Death Magnetic, which was not good either necessarily, but it was better than Saint Anger. But I'm with you, Nick. I don't. Th- I, I liked Injustice for All, but I don't think Metallica's made a great album since the '80s. Yeah. Well, hey. Okay. I don't know what well, it is. Hey. That's fair. The point is, we can all agree that we hate this album. This yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Great. Hands so, this down. <laughs> the as, great equalizer. As a fan of both bands, this is such a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really this counts in both of their discographies. Well, <laughs> like, and that's and that's why it was so like fascinating because people really reacted. Like overwhelmingly negatively to yeah. this album. I oh, mean, it yeah. was it was so it was like being told you had like a birthday party and then your cake is made out of dog food and nobody's nobody's there. You know, like it, it's just it, it's so so disappointing because everybody it's a, like it's like it's okay, a, this could work. You know, they wouldn't mm, put something. I out. never thought it could work okay, when yeah, I heard true. about it. I was like, no. It's like no. a birthday party where everyone is clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I read in the Wikipedia um, entry about this about this album uh, that the recording was problematic at times. With Lars Ulrich admitting that at one point Lou Reed challenged him to a street fight, <laughs> <laughs> which is so hilarious to think about. Like just this like knobby little like elf. Grandpa, like <laughs> all, and then Lou Reed, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be pissed if I was them. Everyone involved, yeah. I, like, you, you've got to. But is that the moment where you just say, "Okay, like we're done here"? You know what I mean? I like, think they, maybe they good. were in too deep. Maybe they were in too yeah. deep. But at some point, I'm sure that bet? they all realized over the course of the recording that this was bad, right? Like they, maybe not Lou Reed. I feel like Lou Reed maybe was a little too far gone at this point. This was probably his whole idea. He, let's Leah. Let's not make any. Let's not make any mistakes. Lou Reed would have done exactly this in any room he was put in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's Uncle Lou again. Old Uncle Lou. Just yeah. There he goes like, talking about blowjobs all grossly again. <laughs> just mumbling under his breath. Well, that's what's so weird about this album is that it is like a. It is a long-term realization of all the themes Lou Reed has worked with his entire career, and it's such a great example. Yeah, but like magnetic poetry style. <laughs> like, just yeah, kind yeah. of like, Ugh. Well, it's such a great example of, like, he's got the same brain, but he is so past his artistic peak that, yeah. like... Yeah. And actually, who knows if he... Did he have the same brain at that point? I mean, he died pretty soon after that, right? Yeah, he died two years rest in, after Rest this. in peace, rest in buddy, peace. but I, I gotta wonder, you know? Um, but anyway, let's... Let's quit talking about all this stuff and yeah, let's, let's get in, let's into the let's get into the good stuff and by the good stuff I mean the bad stuff Ugh. and by the bad stuff I mean here 
my friends. Track my one. Stoppies is track one. Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. I will say that this album has been responsible for like so many genuine laugh out loud moments where like I don't know if I even laugh out loud anymore I think I just like say lol so many times Mm -hmm. like I don't think I laugh out loud very often but this album just it's really funny (laughs) (laughs) and it it starts pretty immediately yeah Yeah. (laughs) the delivery of 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 the lines every, every line it's like First of all, it's got the same sort of just come out of nowhere random placement over the music Ugh, as yeah. Farrah Abraham. Ugh, I know exactly. There's it's just aggressively offbeat. It's, it's like, like fuck you, fuck a beat. Aggressively Ooh. offbeat, aggressively out of key. Yeah. Just it's the background music and the and the mood of the song don't match in any universe. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, m- Probably the most striking thing about how awful this album is is Lou Reed's atrocious vocals. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and they just like they often don't sound like they were recorded in the same studio or in the no. same fucking and universe. Yeah. So loud. Oh yeah, very loud. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no there's no gentle like reverb on this. There's no like, like yeah, p- There's are, no pity reverb going on. His vocals are completely unedited and unchanged. Yeah, because it, it's quite clear who wore the pants in this <laughs> relationship. Okay, yeah, Lou Reed was definitely the one calling all the shots. And, oh, for and, sure. And, and and starting all the street fights. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start a street fight <laughs> after listening. I want to this start album. a street fight, but only with Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, if there's anyone's ass that Lou Reed could kick, it's Lars Ulrich. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, and James Hatfield with his like sniveling, straining. I'm still here. Yeah, it's really awkward. Pay attention to me. <laughs> I, I feel like with the small town girl thing, like I don't think he wanted to do that. I feel like Lou Reed was like, "All right, James, let's you do the the hook on this." Oh, okay. <laughs> God. Then, what was it? You how s- many? How many? How many times do you think? Like, how many times do you think? Like, Lou Reed really like nudged Hetfield and tried to get like a certain product. Like, like Hetfield was like, "How about this? How about this, Lou? Uh, small town girl." And he's like, "No, no, no, that's not." It's like, "Oh, well, how about this, Lou? Small town girl." Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, James. <laughs> Do that twenty-eight times. In fact, let's not even let's not even have you sing it. Let's just take that one clip of you yelling at me to the microphone. I just want you to sound like you're really, really, really having a strained bowel movement throughout the entire time. You know your style, aka yeah, who you are. It's it sounds like. It sounds like they're in like another Ooh, universe. But I actually read that they did they recorded this album all in the same room staring at each other in a circle. Yikes. Oh, well that so explains. Was this like it. a therapy was this like a therapy like thing? Like someone was like, "Okay, this is your end of life like kind of like therapy, Lou, like what what are the things you still want to accomplish?" I have a feeling Lou Reed just decided he wanted to make a band with a metal uh, an album with a metal band and Metallica was the only metal <laughs> band he'd ever heard of. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, they have metal in the name. That's fine. Yeah. We'll grab them. We'll grab them up. What he, are they doing?" He probably tried. He probably used the word Metallica as an adjective, and someone misunderstood him. <laughs> then he's like, "Well, I'll work with it." <laughs> um, I mean, like, 
This album starts out with like a like a fairly nice guitar riff, and it's impressive. Oh yeah, that's what I said. I was uh, the first few tentative jangling chords are the most pleasant part of this entire album. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane how quickly this album ruins your faith in it. Yeah. Yeah, I said the only thing that these artists have in common is hating their audience. <laughs> like, oh, actively despising we them. We forgot to uh, mention that this album is 90 minutes long. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys. It's 90 Which, speaking of which, we should probably wrap minutes. this one up and keep going, because right. we got a lot to go through, let's okay? Go, let's go on the track, too. We're not two. doing 90 minutes <sighs> of this album. Yeah, yeah but it's... Ugh. All right. Track Here's two. The View. Wait, did you hear that I was a table, guys? Did you guys know? <laughs> who's, you guys? The ta- who's the table? I'm the table. You guys know who's that the table. Who's the little table? Who's the little table? Who's the little table? This I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bad, guys. So this was actually the single they released before the album came out, and it immediately became a meme. I don't know if you guys knew about that. I didn't know that. Educate us. I mean, just search James Hetfield. I am the. Or just search I am the table. It's there's a know your meme entry on it. Oh my god! It's, it, it it immediately. I mean, this was this just became a thing. Oh yeah, uh, there is. There's a know your meme page. I am the table, <laughs> and it's just pictures of James Hetfield. What does it say? Uh, they said I could be anything, so I became a table. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, this is the result of people that have just been told that they can do anything, anything. and they have not been told no. Oh my god! Would you say that this entire pictures album- of tables with his face on? <laughs> <laughs> this is so good, guys. Definitely do a do a nice little Google. Okay, yeah, it's worth googling. All right, this well- album like should be. The, the like picture entry next to the dictionary definition for white mediocrity like it's like yes. <laughs> well that seems to be the the actually the the uniting thread to almost all of the albums that we've reviewed so far it's all been white people that have never been told no pretty yeah. much yeah yeah i think that's the majority of bad music yeah right? well like, it's bad everything to be honest mm-hmm. fuck white people all right so just bad just bad i'm all my notes are just so confused and this song is like one of the few songs that actually sounds like a Metallica yes. song. Yes, it's more than three chords, which mo- yeah. most of the songs in this album are like two or three chords. Yeah, they're like all drone notes. It's insane. Yeah, which kind of shows. I think some of these songs, like it's clear Lou Reed wrote all the lyrics, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but for sure. I think for he sure. might have written some of the chord progressions too, and just good been like here guys metallica eyes this <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it doesn't sound like a pound that uh, like metallica doesn't sound like a band that's like found its groove or found right. any kind of synergy no, no no it's very awkward the discomfort is palpable for uh, sure of metallica do you think own. he ordered lars ulrich to do that drum solo <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely oh i, I we'll get to the that's, drum solo that's later oh I my know, god seriously yeah i i wrote one of my notes was like if grandpa and otto from the simpsons formed a band <laughs> <laughs> 
Grandpa Simpson and Otto? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's what it is. Well, I've, I've said it. I said it earlier, but like one of the most striking things about how bad this album is is how awful Lou Reed's vocals are. Oh, mm-hmm. God. And he survived for so long. Because like Lou Reed, like 60s, 70s, right. even he's 80s. He's like Bob Dylan. He's not, he's not a he's singer. Got that, like, he's a bard yeah, of yeah. some like He's got that like smarmy era. kind of like, I'm too fucking good for you. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for my like this this really nasal like projection yeah. of I'm a cool guy yeah. that at this point in his too career too busy sucking on a ding dong <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's completely eroded at this point in his career like he has the he has the vocal charisma of like a retired state senator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Stra- Newt Gingrich. Uh, who, who was the old senator Smoked. who uh, who did the speech about uh, the dog fighting? Where he's just like, poor dog, <laughs> genitals dangling. Is that- That's pretty much Lou Reed on this album. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and actually, it, it, especially the genitals dangling. There's a lot of genital talk from my ornery grandpa that I didn't invite to. <laughs> start yelling oh, at me yeah. over Metallica he loves, riffs. He's <laughs> always had a lot of lyrics about dicks yep. and pussies. Well, we should probably continue on with the next well, song about dicks. Real quick you, before you, we do, I, okay. had, I just had a, I took down a couple of lyrics that really hit home for me oh, on okay, this song. Good. <laughs> uh, um, you know, where he's talking about uh, for worship, someone who actively despises you. Yeah, yep. And I, I, I'm feeling that. It, it, it's clear that they actively despised Every each other themselves and certainly and anybody li- who would listen to this. The library's like like a magnet. I attract you and repel you. <laughs> mostly just repel. Yeah, mostly repel. <laughs> All right, no, I, is that I a magnet? To, I, I think can barely remember there. any lyrics from this album because that's how quickly I deleted it from my, my short term. <laughs> I know. I did a couple copy and paste, and then I was like, I don't want this in my like, in I, my search history. Yeah, you don't want it on your clipboard. <laughs> my Have whole you, oh, I've like ruined my my search history cred it's all just terrible have you ever like been aware that you're repressing a memory in the moment like that's (laughs) what listening to this album was oh all right well let's keep it going this one is uh pumping blood (laughs) (laughs) pumping blood i'd often rather we could take the measure of the blood that i pump and the manic confusion of love That is Lovematic Grandpa right there. And then inexplicably then a Metallica song. Like <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say the the riffs on this song are actually pretty sick. Yeah, I said They're I said the better same better than most of the riffs on the last five Metallica albums. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I said it starts off pretty strong here in the sense that it sounds like a half decent Metallica song, which is which is true. But then but, there's this oh, love, oh, love, love. that sounds like Grandpa Simpsons. Yeah, and it's like nobody ever like no one was like second take. Should we do a second take? No, there are no second takes with Lou Reed. Latex condom. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said... Actual it. lyric from this album or a quote from Grandpa Simpson? <laughs> you decide. Oh, yeah, hashtag? Let's, is that our hashtag for today's episode? Hashtag? <laughs> wait, hashtag, hashtag Grandpa... Hashtag Lou Reed or Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> wait, so vote for hashtag Lou Reed or... Wait, 
I don't know. It's, it was fun. It's. I think maybe just you know we'll we'll post some up we'll on the Twitter we'll at, at Make It Stopcast. Yeah, I'll make post it up. Stopcast. I'll post up some, and you guys tell me yeah. if you think Abe they're or Lou. Abe or Lou. Abe or Lou. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I said Lou sounds ill, like he's an actual vampire that is like looking for his last hit of blood before yeah. dying. Yeah. He's just <laughs> warbling, pumping been... blood. Yeah. Like, please, I need a transfusion. Pump, yeah. pump the blood into Please, me. Yes, save my life. Which would, which would justify the Nosferatu and Boris Karloff references in the first song? Oh no, that's just to tell you. Oh, hey, by the way, did you know this album is set in Germany? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is German if I mention, and old. Oh if I mention Nosferatu and Klaus Kinski, oh, uh, they'll get the gist. Yeah, and call the first song Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, there's like pretty sick riffs in this song, but then there's the slower instrumental passages where Lars Ulrich has no idea what to do, so he just smashes his china cymbals. <laughs> yeah. There's like. I feel like nobody was just... breached before the the making of this. Like oh, I don't yeah, think there was. Oh, and you think he's like counting down to something? Nope. And it's just never happened. That is that is the the ultimate metaphor for this entire album. It feels like a countdown to something that'll never exist, and there's still always lower to go. <laughs> oh, I've, you guys, like, I'm this glad is like we... A, sorry, go ahead. This is like a musical representation of not being able to come on Lexapro. Like, it's just... <laughs> well, speaking of come... <laughs> speaking um, of come... This is... First of all, it is a drink. Second, <laughs> drink. Secondly. No, but I want to point out that this is the song that has the lyric, quote, like a colored man's big oh. dick spurting on me. Ugh. He and, says it more uh, than once. Yes, yeah, he does. and like Lou Reed kind of got like a collective pass from you know Lola, right? Or not? Oh my God, not Lola. Walk, take a walk on take the wild. Yeah, the, the other song about the prostitute. Okay, yeah. Uh, take a walk. There's on a few. The, yeah, there's a few. But there's, um, there's I mean, this entire album. Actually, that's that's important to mention is that this entire album is based off of an early 1900s or late it's two 1800s? German plays. German. Plays right like about Lulu a, plays yeah, right. The Lulu plays by. Wow, you guys, Google you guys did Google some it. research. What what's it about? What's it about? It's about a pros- or It's about a, a stripper who uh, rises through the social ranks and becomes a socialite and then becomes a prostitute. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Couldn't you tell? <laughs> yeah. Which, but it makes you feel like Lou Reed only picked these because the title is his name twice. Like, <laughs> he, was so, he was so in the throes of dementia at this point that he could. Yeah, de- when dementia meets narcissism, man. Oh, look, it's our president. But guys, best song in the album, right? Pumping Blood. No, they're... Uh, that's... No. No. <laughs> no? I mean, you guys make your picks when they come around. This is my fave. That implies that there is a best song, and I don't know <laughs> if that exists. But yeah, I mean, I, I the call least this bad. tone deaf, tone blind, and tone dumb. <laughs> uh, it's like, and also, yeah, like it's such an improbable. Like it's like having Bob Dylan and Kanye do an album, right? It's like the biggest egos, and then smushing them together and saying okay make an album about a prostitute maybe <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do a rock opera while you're at yeah, it yeah like, while you're at it actually I'd love like, to see that that's probably one of the more significant things about this too is that like have either of these artists done like work that was like a full album that was conceptual full album that was designed to tell one story Metallica definitely hasn't right um no no 
Uh, I mean, unless you count Saint Anger, where all the songs are about being angry. <laughs> uh, but when you so when you count all of their songs ever, like all their songs are about being angry and trapped and death. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Lou Reed. I don't know. I mean, Lou Reed also has like forty albums or something. Yeah, like that, he probably does have a few concept albums in there. Like I just haven't sought them out. And for good reason. Let's move on to the the next song, which is appropriately called Mistress Dread, which I think is my name now. Jesus fucking Christ. It's so weird hearing Lou Reed sound like the ghost of Christmas past over this thrash song. (laughs) (laughs) This is your grandpa in the pit. Oh my God. Do you think he recorded this entire album in a bathrobe just wandering from room to room? (laughs) (laughs) And then with the occasional James Hetfield, small town girl. (laughs) Small town girl. Just pops his head in the door. (laughs) I just that's, what it's, that's what it feels like when James Hetfield comes in on this album. Is like, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm here too. What if they just recorded this entire album following Lou Reed around with a boom mic, just like recording <laughs> all of his ramblings, and it just like ended up being 90 minutes, and they were like, just all right, <laughs> score it now, yeah, guys. We, yeah, just, we could make a documentary about you know, but let's, let's just do this field recordings of him talking to himself in his kitchen making scrambled eggs (laughs) (laughs) no he eats scrambled blood for breakfast let's be clear um i mean holy shit the lyrics the first first lyrics in this song are i would cut my legs and tits off when i think Uh, of boris karloff uh, (laughs) which sounds like it's the opening line to like the like the worst cabaret musical ever So, I mean, this is another song where it, it, there's a lot of gross line. Like, I feel like Lou, I see what Lou Reed is doing. He's going for some, like, body horror sort of, you know, like, the how disgusting, you know, our fluids and bodies are and stuff. But it's just... He does Metallica have a scary body. Not, <laughs> Metalli- there's well, nothing about now. Metallica that matches that. I know. I know. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, remember when Johnny Cash redid a Nine Inch Nails song and it sounded really poignant and powerful and then he won an Oscar? Well, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, I was talking today, like, this album is just such a fucking bummer front yes. to back. Yeah. Yep. A bummer just yep. filled with gross lyrics and lack of musical cohesion. Like, you can make a dark, depressing album How at least, it? like, palatable and fun. Like, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails is a right, great album right. that yeah. is, like, depressing and awful and dark right. but like it keeps you engaged and this is the polar opposite there are you know velvet underground albums that that have that vibe you know like oh yeah he knows he has he's pulled it off in the past i mean he was definitely dying at the time yeah should we be so mean to this no like, i realize that now i'm like fuck but like he decided to like, do this this is what and happens. that's the thing i said why do famous people think that they can get away with everything like this is just an example well, of that like i don't care how old he was he he decided that this was important this was this mattered enough for him to you know release this it's like releasing know. a plague well this is like Let what him, happened like when okay he... we had we had like david bowie had black star right like iggy pop yeah, just this, put that out, sucks that this put is out like black post, post-pop depression right and 
Then we have this. Like, dude. Yeah, this was his swan song. Do better. Do better. This was his swan song. This is the last this thing the he last ever thing did. This well, it's like this but is that's like that's like how Orson Welles was. Uh, his last film was Transformers the movie, where he did. Uh, oh, oh, I don't remember the name of the robot, the bad guy robot in oh, Transformers no. the movie. Oh no! Oh, God. Uh, and he 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 that. hated it. He was and he was just you know he was like this is a movie about this is a movie about toys doing horrible things to each other. I'm going to play a robot in a movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> This just, is kind of uh, it's when, just a bummer that Lou Reed made a terrible mistake before he died. I know. You know? I well, know. I think this is such a great example of what happens when you're wealthy enough that yep. no one has to put you in a nursing home. Exactly. In some sense, though, exactly. Like you're just allowed to <laughs> roam brutal, free. But it's true. In some sense, though, maybe Lou Reed did want to go out just saying fuck you to everyone I know that's what this well album that is. is kind of where I find it's redeeming qualities like I, I feel like there are elements of it I mean there are multiple multiple elements of it that you know I, I call it like the monkey the monkeys with the typewriters like there's occasionally some glimpses of brilliance and then part of me is like was that was that the intentional part or what was the what about this was intentional yeah and was it intentional did he intentionally want to alienate everybody and the be like, fans of his bands and the fans of Metallica and just make them confused and yeah, upset because like, that is how I feel <laughs> confused <laughs> and upset betrayed except it seems so earnest I know like, it seems <laughs> well and he's a pretty fucking serious guy yeah, like he takes himself way too goddamn we're, seriously yeah we were talking about this yesterday yeah. about how like he's you know he's like Danzig in that he has like so <laughs> like such a small sense of humor about himself that it's imperceptible. I want to see yeah. Danzig and Taylor Swift do an album. Oh my god! <laughs> that's how I feel like this this album. Danzig is. <laughs> and Taylor Swift. That's the yeah. That's about the the, degree, the, level. That's the degrees of separation. Yes. You know, similar to Lou Reed and Metallica. All right. So gonna hurt all right, we got her. some more songs. We gotta get. We gotta get <laughs> through, and I mean it when I say get through. So this Holy next track, if you can call it that, is <sighs> Iced, Iced Honey. honey. Unwanted touches. <laughs> yeah. I know. That clip is such a great example of how like no one was working with each other. No, exactly. Like, like poor poor James Hetfield just wanted everyone to remember like notes and tempo do exist. They exist in the world. James Hetfield and Lou Reed are singing the exact same I know. words in completely <laughs> different rhythms and, and completely different Lou Reed is melodies. insistent on being off the beat. Like, it is, you have him in the, as honey, like, he's, like, counting yeah. at one, two, three, and then, as, can, as honey. He's staring, <laughs> he's staring across the room, like, nodding he's his staring head, staring at clapping, Lou Reed. Beating a box with a, <laughs> the, with a drumstick, just being like, please. Come on. <laughs> tea and the ice. Three, Who's four, five. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. yeah, he sounds uh, really uncomfortable. Also, what is iced honey? Is yeah. that just sugar? Is I don't like know, but they say it. That's all they say in the song. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like 
a lot of lyrics on the other songs. It's you know they have to stretch every song out to be fucking ten minutes long Ugh. to fit in all these. Which we haven't even gross sex we haven't lines moved into that Lou part Reed. of the album. We're very close to that part. So there's it's a two disc set. Yeah. And the second disc is almost all songs that are eight. Eight to twenty minutes long. It's a yeah. it's a longer CD with fewer tracks. Like it's, <laughs> but this song is I think the shortest on the album, and it's mercifully. It is actually just them saying "Ice Honey" yeah. over and over again for the the whole second half of it. Um, uh, just you know why? Yeah, and like so many of the lyrics in this song, like. Move away from the realm of avant-garde and into just straightforward Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, and also, the, like, get uh, off the my song lawn. is two chords. Yeah. The song is two chords. Mm-hmm. It's the only two-chord Metallica song that's ever been written. Us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, honey. Uh. Ass. <laughs> All right. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. There's really not much. There's not much to say, about, much to say about it. You heard it. That's where we're at. All right. We got our next song. This is uh, "Cheat on Me." <laughs> this one's pretty special. Me, I'm a passionate less wave upon the sea. Passionate less wave upon the sea. Why, why, why? You cheat on me. Why indeed? Why do I cheat on me? <laughs> Those are some of my favorite parts of this album are like Lou Reed's. There's not a lot. There's like five or six of them on the album, but there's a couple of times where Lou Reed is just like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, like, when he's seizing. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, my favorite parts of the album is like when the like recording skips or when, <laughs> like, I said the mystical atmospheric part at the beginning of the song, which you didn't hear because we had to give you that, that. You know. The cheat on me. No, no, um, we cut that. Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. wait, we had harmonies. We just shouldn't do that. Stop it. <laughs> that was far too good. Um, but, yeah, the, that was a nice palate cleanser. The, yes. Uh, it, the intro was I nice. I mentioned the intro, too. I but said... it's three minutes long. And I was like, I must be high because I didn't notice that this little intro was three fucking minutes long. But it was good. But it was a lot of, like, uh, atmospheric noise and, like, uh, strings. Oh, yeah, that and... was really good. Well, this is the... This is the consistent thing we've said about this album is right. that this album is best when no one involved with it is in the room. Yes, I wrote the same fucking thing. <laughs> yes, I think I said, oh man, yeah, I said some version of that, which was, uh, I do enjoy Metallica minus James Hetfield, but not plus Lou Reed. <laughs> so just like, minus everything, like, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, did, I also said that... Uh, the vocal delivery by uh, uh, James Hetfield when he sings, you know, why do I cheat on me? It sounds like he's just pushing out a particularly stubborn shit. <laughs> and also, like, and does somebody answer the goddamn question so that we can well, no, move on? Well, no, there's three central questions to this song. <laughs> why do you cheat on me? Why do I cheat on me? And why do I cheat on thee? No, shut up. That is not the word. Those are the yes, words. Those are the words. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, like some like some like some bizarre European prostitute Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh one of those YouTube fucking kids channels made by like nightmares yeah. in China. Yeah, where you're learning like the proper pronouns when asking a question or something. Uh, 
Yeah, I wrote in all caps, will somebody just answer grandpa? <laughs> like, I can just picture, it really does. It is the... the, the no one knows why you cheat on you, grandpa. Know. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's fine, grandpa. It's you're, fine. You're, you're, you can you cheat are, on you. Well then, well, then why do I cheat on thee? <laughs> Can I go home now? <laughs> Grandpa, you are home. <laughs> this is the first song uh, you were talking about how it's... I, I, I called this back half of the album uh, the endless portion of the album. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. This, this is the disc, too, where it's kind of like, this you is, know... It's like the appendix that like nobody asked for, so it's just... You can conveniently lose it if you... I, I do have to mention for context that... I the the version of this that I listened to was just the first CD and the second CD completely unbroken into tracks. So to me, the entire album is just two forty-five minute songs. <laughs> like it's just. Oh yeah, that's right. That was the context that you entered yeah, into this right. with. Um, it is two forty-five minute songs. It's really one one and a half hour song. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the length of a movie. Stoppies, okay? Yeah. We let you do this. To, why do you cheat on me? The why do I cheat on thee? Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, but this is definitely this is the part of the album where like I found myself hitting the home button on my phone just to see how many minutes were left like <laughs> over the, six times over the course of a single song. It's always too many. It's, it's always it's like taking acid where you're like time isn't real. Like <laughs> this yeah, this was one of the biggest endurance tests of the of the whole album. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. there's nothing exciting about it musically. No. It just kind of it just plods along, yep. and nothing changes nope. other than the first three minutes of, of this track. Yeah, it's a metaphor for for life, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you? okay. Um, Luckily for Lou Reed, that life would not last much longer. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, the rest of this us are... This is turned into a real sad. epitaph for I, Lou Reed. <laughs> I know. Well, it does. It sounds like a senile old man lecturing you the entire is album. Epitaph. This is his... He, and that's pretty appropriate for what he did in here on this earth was like kind of lecture all of us and call us fucking idiots and maybe like, we are here like we are you, waxing philosophic about it years later after me, most people desperately wanted to pretend that this album didn't exist <laughs> like if 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 everyone's obituary Good show, could only man. include information from the past five or ten years lou reed's obituary would have been <laughs> <laughs> Writer of Lulu with Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh my god, it's true. Ugh. Yeah, and it just gets more endless, folks. We we should probably move it along. And this song is aptly called Frustration. <laughs> uh. To be dead, to have no feeling, to be dry. Like a girl Like a girl <laughs> that, might, that, might be the, that might be the single most concentrated moment of shittiness in this entire album all, Yeah, like if, the, if they're, I mean, spermless, yes, dry what, what the fuck? We're not talking about a No, like you a, know how women are always dry chicken. <laughs> Like, come on you know how women are always dry and dusty and crumble when you touch them? <laughs> um, also, like, about that particular portion of the song, uh, Lars Ulrich is not the guy you want doing a freeform jazz drum solo under your spoken no! word. I guess the one... 
part of that, like, the one thing about that part of the album, that part of the song, is that it's just the album being so honest with nobody working together and nobody, <laughs> like, it's just like, all right, uh, Lars is going to play arrhythmically and Lou's going to do something he would do outside in traffic anyway. <laughs> I really, I do wish this was like a documentary because I feel like it would have been fucking hysterical to like watch. Oh, no, it would have been so There's sad to watch. There's enough Metallica documentary. Yeah. You know, we, and we would have, we, if we had watched them make this album, we would have really seen like how far gone Lou Reed was at the time. <sighs> yeah, this is, this is definitely the part of the album where like most of my comments are just all caps logs. Why have you done this to me why is this still occurring will someone just answer grandpa <laughs> your question think... wasn't why do i cheat on me oh yeah also why do i cheat on thee <laughs> tell, tell me more it's oh, i do think there's a, a, a kind of nice riff in this song but like once again this is like just the theme of the album it's it, it's the same riff the whole time yeah yeah metallica just does will just do the same you know, it's and it's so, so many three chord riffs. It, it's just they don't. They're so then, out of their comfort then, zone. They're they're, they're, they're trying to find because I mean most Lou Reed songs are like pretty simple three four chord tracks, and I feel like they're trying to find find common ground that. with each other. And it's just there's none. There's, there's none. none. There's nothing that links them. And then yeah, Lou Reed is doing this offbeat like fucked up nursery rhyme like talking about salivating in a woman's thighs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, do we pick that? Tr- oh no. That? That's from this that I I wrote that line down. <laughs> There's some wild lines on this. Like I feel like I can't recommend that anyone listen to this album, no. but I do you might want to just look up the lyrics and just it's there's it's something. I would recommend listening to it's this album. A thing. You would? Would you really? Uh, well, on. just because, you know, we all need to earn our stripes in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, like, experienced, like, a significant, like, trauma in your life, then maybe this is definitely. Like, like yeah. everyone in the 1% should this be forced to listen to this trauma. album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, man. So true. Okay. All right. Shall we go on to Little Dog? Oh, I, oh also, God. before, I also noticed there's one part. And this this lends credence to my idea that they just use the first take of the lyrics for every song. Because uh, Lou Reed, in one point, says... He keeps repeating, I want so much to hurt you. And then at one point he says, I want you so much to hurt you. Like, flubbing his own line, not even bothering to go back and redo it. Oh, yeah. I want was... you so much to hurt you. I, maybe that was intentional. I... No. Right? No! Just like with this whole album. You don't know! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 whole album is a real mystery when it comes to like intent. The, and, yes, and right. And he's not around plan- to answer to it. How much know? it was planned out, or like, right, right. And even if he was around, he wouldn't answer a single fucking question about no, this. That's probably true. I mean, Bowie fucking said that he thinks that this was Re- Lou Reed's masterpiece, yeah, and that Bowie everybody loved this album. Bowie loved this album. And I, but that Fantano also makes me gave think, it a six. That Wasn't makes me Bowie think that he was di- also making fun of all of us. Like it was just a giant troll. Wasn't Bowie also dying of brain cancer or something? Oh, fair oh. point. Jesus, no, I don't think, was it brain back? cancer? I don't know. I think it was. I don't know. No, what do was... I look like? Some David Bowie cancer expert? <laughs> it was um, one of his internal organs. I can't remember which one. Well, that would sure. be a brain. No, in his in his abdomen. Okay, uh, one of his <laughs> abdominal organs. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm getting cancer just talking about this, so let's move it on to Little Dog. Little Dog. Oh, God. Ugh. This one's really bad. The 
female dog don't care what you got As long as you can raise that Little doggy face to a cold-hearted pussy Pregnant pause before little doggy face. You could raise that little doggy face to a cold hearted person. <laughs> How long is this one? This one's fucking long, too. Yeah, they're all long at this they're point. So they're so all very like, they're all really, like, and it all sounds like that, too. Like, I'm pretty sure the entire one is that entire song is just that. It's the like, you know, like it's just like. Yeah, for, yeah, oh, and it, for me, it's like four musicians playing whatever came to their minds at that it, moment. The, no, the exactly, guitar part sounds exactly. like the guitar part kind of sounds like when someone who can't play it's guitar an eight like, song, picks guys, up an acoustic oh. guitar at like a party and kind of just like just does their impression of what playing guitar looks like. Uh, yeah, it's like it's, tuning. It's like, it's like a band. Yeah, it's like tuning. tuning. This whole album forever. feels like tuning. Yeah, like they're getting ready to do a thing that will be good and like. Oops, we just forgot. Can you imagine to do this that. is the worst song on the imagine, album, right? Yeah, I would say so. This one's I would pretty say bad. So, Can I you imagine seeing this being performed live? <laughs> <laughs> two, two, like, two, eight. And it, and it feels like ninety well, minutes of them just warming up and tuning, and then at the end they walk off stage. <laughs> yeah. And then also with like with like a full performance, like a like of the original Lulu play yeah. about the prostitute like, like holy shit I would love oh, it would make me so happy if I went to see Metallica and they just came out for an encore and just did this song yeah yeah with a whole like Wojciech-y like bowler uh. hat like Tom Waits like production behind him except like Tom Waits would tell Lou Reed to get singing lessons at this point <laughs> Uh, so what do the dogs represent in this song? I don't, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Actually. Yeah, actually, does anything represent anything? Uh, well, he keeps talking about this dog. He's living? got a lot of fucking beef with this dog. Puny body and a tiny dick. A little dog. Maybe can that make dog is sick. him. Maybe he, maybe he's relating he's it to who, his diminishing potency. He and wants power. to li- lift his little doggy face to a cold-hearted pussy. Yes, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> Let's. He's be the clear. pathetic little dog. Oh, that's sad then. Oh, I know. I know. That's actually that was part of the thinking that I was having while while going over this album. I was like, oh, it starts to yeah feel like it's about him, right? And like. So that's when it's, I don't know, it starts to cross the line into maybe there was intent behind it. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm, no, you sure start to intent. feel like it's about him until you realize that he just kind of sucks. Like he's just in- <laughs> It's true. I don't like, know. Like, I'm not going to lie. This album almost makes you happy Lou Reed dies <laughs> two years oh, later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Spoiler oh. alert, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Lou Reed died almost five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no. no, it's bad. I, I'm not happy Lou Reed died. I'm not happy. I, I didn't Lou, want him to make I more loved than Lou this. Reed to, what to, if he made more albums like this? I'm not happy Lou I Reed died, he... but I'm happy that justice was served. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> All right, moving on. All right, we're moving on. This one is called Dragon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. It's just so bad. Here it's we all go. so bad. A red star of idiocy. 
an idiot CBSD. Ah, my, my, caring for you, caring for you. You think we're a book. Some kind of a table you can rest your feet on when you're able. Red there we go again with the tables. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do the table callback, although we missed uh, the smell of your armpits, the taste of your vulva, and everything on it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we were looking for, but then wanna, we we stopped caring. We find it because yeah, because this is like what like a thirteen minute song. They yeah. just couldn't find the yep. one specific set of yep. gross lyrics we were looking Ugh. for. <laughs> Ugh. Again, the lyrics are they're atrocious. There's a lot. There's a lot of ground to cover that we're you know we could we could talk about the fucking there like there's very little difference between what Lou Reed says on this album and like the ramblings of a street person. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's very true. This is someone yeah, mumbling first, will... on the corner of a train. <laughs> you know what this feels like? It feels like when you when you go to like like a music open mic or a poetry open mic that's been going on for like 10 years, 20 years, and there's like that one guy who does batshit insane stuff, but he goes every week and he wears right. like the same outfit, and the only reason he has Whatever legendary status is like because he's always there and people are worried about him. Yep. Yeah. That is that is what this, <laughs> that is very specific and also very unpleasant. I've been to a lot of those things. <laughs> also, it's like also every stand-up comedy open mic <laughs> ever has some version of that. Yeah, I I love that. It's probably the, me at this point. <laughs> the the song starts with the lyrics, "You don't actually care. You don't actually care. You don't actually care." Which I said, truer words have not been spoken. Oh, yeah. I do not believe that he gave a shit about this part. Like I don't know. Well, Did that, he ever give a shit? I don't. I think yes. he, I think he did at Who one point. Who gave a shit? But but that is Dublin like, Underground is a. I I want to say that they're one of my favorite bands, and I think they're very important and seminal to music as it is today. I think that they changed rock and roll in the most significant way of that any band changed rock and roll in the past 50 years. But... <laughs> <laughs> but this happens. But so. they also released White Light, White Heat. <laughs> hey. Uh, I like that album. <laughs> I know. I they released... No, they released uh, Squeeze, though. Squeeze is bad. Yeah. I love Loaded. Loaded's my favorite. Yeah, Loaded's good. I like uh, I like he the self titled one the best, but anyhow, piercing nipples. And we're talking about bad albums he here. Let's bites get back. them <laughs> off. Yeah, sorry. I would hate to taint the waters with I scratch your face and bite your shoulders. Way above caring. Way above caring. In your Kotex jukebox, which oh. would oh, be Kotex a great band name. Would be Kotex a great jukebox. band name. I actually love that. Kotex, <laughs> Kotex jukebox. Oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> Are we both dead now? <laughs> yeah, yes. are we? Yes. Are we dead now? Your careers do, are. Do we at least uh, hope to be? <laughs> Your careers are. Uh, yeah. It's, it is like, I'll, I'll say this about Lou Reed. Lou Reed has had a lot of fuck you moments in his career. Like, we, were, we referenced Metal Machine Music earlier, and that's like supposed to be... That's an album that if we were to try to do it here, it would probably be impossible. Because if I remember correctly, it's entirely instrumental. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's all just like dissonant guitar feedback loop tapes yeah. for like yeah. 70 minutes. Yeah. So that's like an almost, that's a borderline it is, unreviewable it's album. We could still it's, it's try. Like, it's, it's hard, it's <laughs> hard the way that like Manos the Hands of Fate is hard yeah, to like watch because it, does, because it doesn't even give you any ammo to work with. Right. Yeah. It's but just, like, yeah. Lou Reed has kind of gone on record more or less saying that like that album was a big middle finger to his, who, to his record company right. because he had like what a five album deal or something like that and he was basically like I guess this is the fifth album. Like he was just like, he also like he's got a lot of that his... album though. He was he was like basically like yeah. I mean you know, 
I, I like loud. Gu- I like loud guitars. Do you want loud guitar stuff? I gave. I gave you uh, the loudest guitarist stuff you'll ever hear. <laughs> the loudest, most <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Guitariest. It's, also, it's like Lou Reed has so many of these fuck you moments. So it is easy to read this as like Lou Reed being like, eh, "I don't got a lot of time left in this world, and uh, you know." Why not bring someone else down with me? Like, <laughs> and, like, really had a grudge against Metallica? <laughs> like, oh, my God. What if he, like, hated Metallica yeah. before this? <laughs> and then waited, like, 20 years. <laughs> to do something about it. And this is this does he... feel like a, a big troll at points. Like, I feel what like if, but I'm trying to figure out who big... are we trolling. Are we tro- right. Is he trolling himself? Let's is he trolling the... Metallica? Is he trolling the, like... He says it. Let's get the conspiracy read. He, he actively despises us. He's trolling the fans. Let's get the conspiracy red yarn and the cork board out right now. Yes. I am right. going to put forth the conspiracy theory right now that this entire album was Lou Reed in 1991 was a big Metallica fan and they released the Black Album and then he got really pissed off when they cut their hair and decided he would wait 20 years till shortly before his death to just sink their fucking battleship. <laughs> it was like an insurance scam or something. Oh, and <laughs> I'm just you can't pic- hurt me. I'm already dead. <laughs> and like, I'm now just picturing a version of Lou Reed in the '80s in a in a metal parking lot in a fucking <laughs> sleeveless like m- uh, Mega Death shirt, fucking in a mullet. He just never. I wish that Lou Reed existed. Like he probably would have been able to make a dope album with Metallica. Yeah. He never forgave them for firing Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Mustaine wrote all the good solos, man. <laughs> Oh, where's the lie? Kirk though? stole him. Where's the lie? Kirk stole the All good right. solo. If you, if you stoppies out there have any conspiracy theories about why, how, and why this album was made, please uh, check us out on uh, the Twitter and the Facebooks on Twitter at Make It Stopcast. Uh, you know, give us your give us your thoughts because we we can't make heads and tails out of this. It's a confusing album. Well, how about the guitar solo on this song? The fucking it's corduroys rubbing together? It's confusive. It's confusing and abusive. It's disorienting. Confusive. It's confusive. It's disorienting enough that you don't know what your own like sense of right and wrong is anymore. Or like what Yeah, like this is an album that's disorienting fucks with your morals. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then it just weasels its way in, and then it's your grandpa fucking reciting like fucking magnetic spoken word poetry at you about uh you know, ripping off your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And of here like, we are. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of this like Cronenberg esque body horror. Yes, yeah, just very Cronenberg. That when placed into the hands of a senile grandfather, uh, yeah, just like it's it, not cute. Yeah, it doesn't read as commentary. It reads as testimony. Yes. Oh. <sighs> so, speaking of testifying, <laughs> can I get a witness? Because we are almost. At the very end. Oh, well, here's the thing. We're at the last song, but there's still, um, like, fucking... 20 minutes left. 25% of the album is still... The last song is 20 minutes long. 20 minutes long. We we gotta get into this one. Yeah, absolutely. There's There's a lot going on. And there, I mean, there's a... Yeah, you'll... This is is 15 seconds of that 20-minute song, so it's a limited view, but we'll, we'll give it to you anyway. Dad. 
That's the name of the song. The guys, name of the song is Junior Dad. Junior Dad. Which which sounds what like is a Junior Dad? yeah, which sounds like a skinny white hip hop duo from Brooklyn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is what is a fucking like the, junior they, dad? They say, oh, yeah, the hip-hop project of, like, trust fund children who needed to fund their poverty. <laughs> <laughs> so all everyone in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So I took in my notes three minutes, 30 seconds. So far, it's three chords. I wonder if it will be for the other 16 minutes. <laughs> and then, oh, cool, the orchestra is taking a tuning break because this is, there's a... Most of this song is an yep. orchestra playing one, oh, one note, but then at 7.10, I came back in with a note, still three chords. <laughs> <laughs> Long instrumental passage with no Lou Reed, still three chords. Yep. I think they hate me. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it feels they like- They definitely a, hate us. It feels like a leftover fucking, like, Chevron ballad or something. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I, it sounds like the lyrics themselves, which I'm going to pull these up because they're pretty ridiculous, but it sounded like predictive text, like when you're just like <laughs> pressing on the, the middle button on your phone. Um, yeah. But yeah, but then the, most of the song is then the last eight and a half minutes is just the orchestra playing it's just one note. It's just like, a, and it's the best part of the I entire album. It's the best part to of the up. album. Uh, it's the best part of the album. It's It's almost like... It's almost like Metallica and Lou Reed kind of like hit their final chords and just walked out of the studio. Yes, and left, I the same thing. And left the orchestra in there, and the orchestra was just kind of like, I guess, I guess it's up to us to bring this all home. Right? And they just played for eight more minutes. It's, we've already said it. The best parts of this album are when the band leaves. Yes. Everybody leaves. Yeah. I'm also con- I, I refuse to believe that any human being has ever listened to this song more than once. Ugh. God, listen to these lyrics. Okay. Won't you pull me up? Scalding, my dead father has the motor and he's driving towards an island of lost souls. Sunny, a monkey, then to monkey. <laughs> I will teach you meanness, fear, and blindness. No social <laughs> redeeming kindness or, oh, state of grace. <laughs> it, it also. Wait, would you still kiss my lips? Hiccup, the dream is over. Get the coffee, turn the lights on, say hello to Junior Dad. The greatest disappointment. <laughs> that is that is the most accurate lyric. Say hello to Junior Dad. <laughs> da, 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 da. What does that even mean? Uh, m- is- more like... Like a tuba played under an outhouse. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says the great... It ends with... The greatest disappointment, the greatest disappointment. Age withered and changed him into Junior Dad. That has to be oh, shit. an autobiographical. Yeah. That one's really dark. So what the fuck does Junior Dad mean, though? Maybe, like, yeah, this is the best song, huh? You guys... It really is the best song on the album. Yeah. Well, because half of it is an orchestra. Yeah, it's because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no reason... You can listen to three minutes of this song, and you get the best song on the album, and then you can stop. And then you can stop. And actually does. just play those three minutes, and then even that is still probably well, unacceptable. So when I was... Oddly enough, when I was driving here, I was literally finishing listening to this. <laughs> and what, then, you couldn't get up the, uh, the stamina it, to just... And it looped back, and it looped back to the, uh, to the first track. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same. It's the same chord progression. Same chord progression. Same like what? key. 
So this song, this album starts and ends in pretty much the exact oh, same whoa. place. Well, was that intentional? Shit. Oh, yeah, that was intentional. I, I would say that that is definitely intentional. That's kind of cool. So it's just meant maybe to this be played. Great, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we were all wrong. Well, no, I'm not saying it's like a, I'm not saying it's some crazy conceptual art piece where you're supposed to like play it on a loop and it just loops back into itself. I'm saying I mean, they maybe were like, it is though. I'm saying they were like, let's start with a C chord and end with a C chord. I and do that was feel like, like they yeah. only mostly played a C chord throughout this yeah, entire yeah. album so maybe it is just accidental yeah it, it really i don't it, I, I really i don't care about the intent because I, this it's just i'm just remembering i'm thinking back now and just remembering the frustration and boredom i felt throughout the process of listening to this album right. you right. know like it really frustration i really could have done without both, it both song titles <laughs> this album is really funny i i will give it that it is funny it it's is a very funny. consistently funny album yeah <sighs> Now, here's a question I have for, for, for you guys, because I, I think it's probably apparent to the listeners right now that uh, I don't think any one of us bought this album. No, certainly not. None of us bought this album. None of us own... I streamed it on Spotify. So you streamed it on Spotify. We all, we, all, we all listen to it in our own special ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of us might have stolen it. Uh, hey, shush. You shush. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe no, Lars Ulrich. Should, maybe Lars Ulrich shouldn't have destroyed the online music sharing community like twenty years ago. <laughs> but like, he's gonna come for us now. He's gonna come for us. I know. We're just so high on his fucking radar at this point. <laughs> but like, so none of us own a physical copy of this album. None of us no. own a physical no. copy of this album, complete with like a lyric booklet or anything. So do you think if you buy, if we were to buy a physical copy of this album, do you think it has a lyric booklet? And if not. Do you think all the versions of the lyrics of this that are on the internet are just anybody's guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can't imagine anyone oh paying enough attention to be able to get all those yeah. fucking lyrics. Or just someone like took their phone They're, not, and did like speech to text like right up next to their fucking speaker. I'm not going to rewind the song to catch that lyric I missed. I'm just going to make up what I thought it was. But there's got to be some no, these lyrics, love this. No, these lyrics might be fully vetted. I actually just found an article that talks about about the lyrics being revealed to Junior Dad and how Metallica lead, singer, lead guitarist Kirk Hammett revealed to Mojo that he and frontman James Hetfield were both brought to tears oh, during the this. sessions for the band's upcoming collaborative album with Lou Reed. And then, so this is upcoming, so this is before everybody. It was oh like, man, they were getting everyone hyped up like for Junior Dad. It was like the, the, yeah, the audio <laughs> challenge, the challenger flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's um, like when we heard that line about the monkey, we just burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, apparently the lyrics that got to the two metal men were, say hello to Junior Dad, the greatest disappointment, age withered and changed him. So, yeah, I mean, that, well, that we is, talked about how that's some real shit. I mean, yeah, that, is, that is a pretty powerful lyric. That's one of the good ones. Yeah. But this album just constantly tricks you into thinking it's going to be yeah. good and then just ruins your faith in it. There's little things that you can latch on to of like, oh, that was artistic. Oh, that was, you know, probably Kirk had Hammett. some cool intent behind it. But it's the overall effect of this album is fatigue and disappointment <sighs> on me. It's like Metallica's a, a, a publicly like supported this completely. Like so yeah, did I'm Lou sure. Reed. I'm sure. You, don't, you can't trash your own work. I know, but... Metallica definitely would never trash their their own work. Oh yeah, they've had, they released so many albums that people fucking took issue with for one reason or another. As right or wrong as they may be, you know, metalheads <laughs> being as opinionated as they are, 
But uh, yeah, they've never apologized oh for. God. I don't think for they haven't apologized for saying anger. They're, they're load or reload the least self-aware <laughs> band ever. They haven't <laughs> apologized true. for Had like <laughs> suing kids for downloading their music. Ugh. Like yeah, for like millions going of on dollars. a crusade against fucking Napster. Yeah, yeah. I I, I tipping their tour bus and this killing album. Cliff Burton. Oh shit, Nick! Wait, what? <laughs> Stop it! Are we getting too spicy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they all sat on that side of the bus so we'd fall out the window. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to die interesting, now. Someone's, some metalhead is going to come find us. Interesting <sighs> Interesting side note. Uh, when Cliff Burton got crushed by that tour bus, they were raising the tour bus off of him with a crane, and the crane snapped and dropped it on him a second time. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's fucked up. Oh yeah, Cliff Burton basically died twice. Jesus, is it? Is this how we're gonna wrap up this? Yeah, I know. We have to wrap this no, up. Let's, so, um, so let's let's do a let's do I a think, retrospective here. Okay. Well, what we gotta do, rate the album. We have too. to rate the album, and we need to create a scale well, from one to or what negative one to negative five. Well, I thought we, zero to negative. I thought five, we I think decided we before this. Uh, I thought we decided while we were like kind of cutting this that this album is so fucking long. It's it's uh it's like ninety minutes long. And when you did the Farrah Abraham album, the Farrah Abraham album is like thirty minutes long. <laughs> so I think it's only fair to give this album three Farrah Abrahams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Like, what did you enjoy? Like, what of all the albums we've ranked so far? Where where would this where would this go? Uh, I would say this is the worst album since Broken Side for me. For me, I, yeah. as you know, I thought that Fair Abraham's album was art, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Return of Bruno was was just kind of uh, meh. It, it was kind of meh, kind of yeah, you know, it, just, it, it was cheesy, it was, it was but there. not aggressively. Right. Didn't bother it me. It wasn't aggressively anything. This is an auspiciously it was aggressively bad album. This is yes. uh, this, this is this, this album is, was an it, ordeal. It, this album feels mean. It feels spiteful. It feels yes. Fucked and, up. And it's and it's just like it's. It's so bad in terms of just the broad scope of its ambition. Yeah. And like it's 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 so ambitious yet so poorly planned yes. out and poorly executed. Like they're trying so much while giving a fuck so little. But I feel like I feel like there were there had to be some fucks that were that were sacrificed to the creation of this that, album. Well they I mean, almost got in a street fight and they burst into tears for Junior Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they burst into tears. Yes, they actually poured I their souls know. into this album. It sounds like, Ugh. which is crazy because it's so bad. It's so it bad. sounds so like no soul. Don't do Man. this. You, Don't you reminded do me. This. You just made me revisualize a street fight between Lars Ulrich <laughs> and Lou Reed. And I just imagine, apart from even looking it's weird, really I imagine it just elbows. sounds strange. Yeah, like wet. it just, you know, <laughs> just it just sounds like slices of ham being dropped on a linoleum floor. <laughs> uh, I would rather listen to slices of ham being dropped on a linoleum floor for an hour and a half than well, listen to this fucking that. album let's again. Do that. <laughs> All right, so so we're gonna we have to give it a we have to give it a ranking. You gave it three fair Abrahams, but that's just in terms of length. We uh, what, what do we want the the ranking? Uh, 
quantity to be today. From like what? Negative five to negative five? Negative one Zero to, to negative five what? Somethings. Somethings. Wait, one more time? Something that sums up the album. Like, so for Fair Abraham, it was, we rated it out of... Uh, bad decisions. Bad decisions. Zero to negative five bad decisions. For, uh, for Bruno, we rated it out of, out of harmonica solos. Harmonica solos. And Broken Side, we rated it out of like... Too tight small, t-shirts. Too tight yeah. t-shirts or something. Yeah. So so for this one, what is, what is a quantifier that we feel is the most accurate. I guess I would give this... What's the what's the scale again? All right, Zero I'm going to gonna five. make a call on this. Zero to, to negative, negative five. five tables? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, <laughs> How many tables? How many tables do you give All right, this All right, no, album? no. Nick had something. What was it? I, I'm going to... I think I'm going to give this... <laughs> I'm going to give this... Uh, Negative three grandpa underwears. (laughs) (laughs) Negative Uh, three sticky grandpa underwears. uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I'll use Nick's scale. It's accurate. It's what this album sounds sounds and feels like. like. The general mouth feel of this album is sticky grandpa underwear. Uh, I um, am... I am gonna... Agree with Nick on this one. I'm gonna give it negative three. Grandpa underwears. Uh, it just it was it was it was definitely like the worst album we've done so far. That's the lowest rating I've given so far, other than Broken Side, which got negative seven thousand uh, extra small T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> this album was uh, really bad and and made me. Uh, n- you know, hate Metallica and Lou Reed a little bit more, which made me sad because yeah. I don't want to. You know, know, they made some music I really appreciated, and they really didn't appreciate this. No, uh, I'm sure we'll I'll hear worse. Broken Side is certainly worse, but uh, it's uh, it's really bad. Bad it makes you feel bad. I don't know. I mean, I think you guys summed it up. A negative, a negative three. Uh, All right, stained we're grandpa underwear. The only reason I'm not, I want to give it an even lower ranking, and the only reason I'm not is because it kind of works as, like, if they literally just wanted to say fuck you to people, which I suspect that at least Lou Reed did. did, and he roped Metallica into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's- it works on that level in some ways, but that doesn't... That it's because it's unlistenable. That's right. the, Yeah, that's keeping it from being, like, a negative four to me, and the fact that, like, there are... I'm going to say a very few, like, fingernail-scratching amounts of, like, redeemable moments. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I give it negative three monkeys on a typewriter. (laughs) 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 Um, And so that's that's that for this week. So next next episode... Mike, let's let's tell the people out sure. there what they can what they can vote on because you you had a uh, oh actually our next episode is yeah. going to be a very special episode that we're going to be recording uh, for the Boston Hassle uh, year ender so uh, we are going to be reviewing the worst songs of the worst albums of the year. Yep, we're going to have the ten worst albums of the year as you know curated by you know me and Heather. Yep, and uh, we're going to pick the worst song on each of those albums. We're going to talk and about. We're going to talk about that, and you're going to have to. You're going to have to fucking listen. (laughs) We don't want to be shouting into the void. (laughs) Uh, Never stopped me before. So uh, what are some of the songs that we have or albums that we've thought about so far for it? Just to wet their little whistles. Oh, uh, should I really spoil it, Heather? Oh, I don't know. Well, actually, you guys can tweet at Make It Stopcast or you can post on our Facebook page or find us on Mixcloud or Podbean or iTunes or Google Play Um, Mm. or go to our website, which is not a really nice URL, but... 
it's fine. We'll get there. Eventually, we'll start paying for it. Um, but you can go and tell us what you think the worst songs on the worst albums of yeah. the year were. And then Actually, I could use that. If you yeah. guys... We need your help. If, you, uh, if you've listened to a particularly bad album this year you want us to know about, uh, tweet at us, make it stop cast. Post it on the Facebook. Make it, make stop, it stop podcast. podcast. Make it stop podcast at gmail.com. Yep, you can send it to our email. email. But let me know because I've made a few determinations. You know, there's some albums that are definitely making the cut. Uh, but I'm open to suggestions for yes. some of the other ones. You know, uh, maybe maybe you know better than me. But yeah. I, I, I can tell you that uh, certainly uh, making the cut is uh, Weezer's Pacific Daydream. Yep. Ooh, Hollywood Undead's Five. <sighs> and uh, the Prophets of Rage album. I'll wet your beak with those ones, but we need seven more. Yeah, so help us so out. Help us out. And shout out to the Boston Hassle. Shout out once again. Let's thank our, our guest, Nick Ortolotti, comedian, hey. funny guy. Thanks for having our me. Pal. This was great. Thanks, I'd love Nick. To be back. You're the best. We'll, we'll definitely have you back. Do you have uh, a website? I do. www.nickortolotti.com. See, he paid for this. He paid <laughs> for the domain. I did. I did. And, uh,. Yeah, if you go to that website, there's just Class like a, act. There's a real crude Google Calendar on the front page that has uh, all my shows. I think there's only one way to end this episode, though, unless you guys have stuff you want to plug. I got nothing to plug. Proper way to end this episode is with a rousing rendition of Small Town Girl. I was just going to say, I didn't, I didn't even think you were going to say it. I thought yes. we were all just going to silently look at each other and know, because that was where I was going. My God. Oh, my God. I okay. you guys. <laughs> Small Town Goodbye, goodbye, stoppies, goodbye. God bless. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.